Hey, welcome to the Buzz Podcast. This is Mark Heider. I'm here at the QRM Hive where we're hive talking. With me today, I have Megan Usry. She is the Director of Reimbursement Programming. Welcome, Megan. Hey, Mark. Ready to do this again? I'm ready. Most frequent guest. I'm just going to uh, say that each time. <laughs> most frequent guest. Absolutely. It's fun. Absolutely. No, and I appreciate you coming back. You're always a wealth of information. I think you talk about things in terms that people can understand easily. That's one of the things I like about listening to you when you're speaking and doing training. So always a good time. We're back to talk about some skilled nursing facility topics. And today we're talking about what does a good sniff outcome look like? Good topic, right? Of course. We're becoming more and more outcomes driven. So I think it's timely. You know, it's funny because people argue about this all the time. Oh, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that scale is fair. This scale is fair. When I started years and years ago, decades, probably before you were born, way back when, we're still on paper, still doing all those things. You know, we recorded all kinds of things and it never rolled up to anything because it was on paper, right? There was almost no data. And then it was almost every man for themselves. We're going to use whatever scale our facility uses or our colleagues, you know, show us. It really wasn't evidence-based. It wasn't quantifiable. It just was out there. And then now that everything is automated, computerized, it's a whole different world, right? We can actually see what we did. For sure. And it's, you know, it's funny when you said that people can say, well, it's not fair. Well, if it's not fair for you, then it's not fair for anyone. You know, these outcome measures are across the board. So if it's unfair for everyone, that makes it fair. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. It's not fair for everybody. But here's the thing. I love that CMS is trying to standardize the outcomes. I love that they're at least establishing a baseline. I love the fact that you can go and see you know, even though they don't make it really easy to find the information and how everybody compares, it is available for the most part. So I like that. Yeah, I do too. And especially for consumers, it can be available. It may not always be understandable, you know, so that's probably why we have this podcast, right? Make things understandable. That is what we're going for. And hopefully we do that. I'd be disappointed if we don't. But what are some of the metrics and outcomes used for measuring a success in a skilled nursing facility setting? There are a lot of measures, lots of quality measures, lots of outcome measures. I think we talk the most about those function-related outcomes that are impacted by Section GG, especially most recently with the changes to the MDS and the removal of Section G. But also, you know, there are so many rehospitalization, those claims-based measures that are outcome-related. So rehospitalizations care-related outcomes that aren't directly related to ADLs. There are several, several measures, but I think first and foremost, we tend to gravitate towards looking at those function-related outcomes, what we have the most control over, and then, of course, all the other ones, you know, claims-based measures and things like that. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you brought up rehospitalization as one of the first things you talked about. It's one of the things that CMS is trying to do, and as a taxpayer, I have Plot it is they're trying to reduce the cost of care, especially for those things that are like potentially preventable rehospitalizations. And one of the one of the things that I think people need to understand, and I think if you really sat people down and talked about it, they understand. But I think getting from understanding to action maybe is sometimes the hardest piece of it. I understand the concept, but part of what we have to do, you start with care, but that really requires additional skill sets and additional training and staff that are qualified to do things differently than we did in the past. Would you agree or disagree? Oh, I would agree 100%. And that's going back to, you know, what you said 
just a few minutes ago about the data. What is it telling our, you know, CMS is collecting data. Are facilities and our teams collecting data? Are they analyzing that data? Are we getting to the root cause? If we're talking about rehospitalizations, are we really taking a hard look at why are so many of our patients going back to the hospital? Because there is a cause. It may not be the same across the board, but there is definitely a cause and we can get to a solution through analyzing all of that data. I agree. You know, one of the things I think is problematic for skilled nursing facilities is the amount of data. It's overwhelming because, you know, on the one side, you know, I think when I sit in, in some of the morning meetings, I could be really critical and say, hey, not once did we really ask who's most likely to go back to the hospital today. I very rarely hear that question being asked, especially directly. But when I listen to the whole meeting and everything that's being required to be accomplished that day, there's lots going on and everybody's busy. It's not like it is being ignored. But going back to the process of the metrics, the outcomes, we have the SNF QRP, the Quality Reporting Program. We have the Value-Based Purchase Program. We have the Five Star. We have different payers that have different metrics and different requirements, reporting requirements and authorization requirements and everything else that feeds into an outcome. How do we manage that? I mean, where do you start? It's hard to say, well, it's not hard to say where to start because it all starts with the care. <laughs> I think that's something we say every single time we get together and record a podcast. It seems like, well, you're sitting on that side of the microphone and we're working in the facilities. It's easy for you to say it starts with the care, but it really does. If you do the small things right and you take really great care of your patients, everything else will fall into place. Now, CMS is telling us over and over what they want us to pay attention to, what they want providers to pay attention to. That's why we have so many programs, right? It not only like pay for performance programs, but also pay for reporting programs and not just on a federal level, but also on a state level. You know, there are so many different things to pay attention to. However, if you start with really good care and you get the small things right, all of that other stuff will fall into place. I agree. And that's the simple nature of what we do, but that's also... Right? It's, it's both those things. I know people are going to say, you know, that's ridiculous. And what do you want us to do with that? But boiling it back down, so we have quality measures. We have other metrics that we're using. We, most of them fall into a quality measure type thing when you're looking at scales. But we have vaccinations. We have emergency department visits. We have, you know, falls, UTI, pressure ulcer. I mean, a, a number of things. But when you look at it, they're all very clinical. So what makes one measure more important than another? Or is there a measure that's more important than another when you're looking at outcomes? It's really hard to say that one is more important than the other because first and foremost, they're reflective of that good quality care. However, a lot of these measures that we're talking about and all these quality programs also impact financial outcomes, either directly or indirectly. So it kind of makes them all important in some capacity. What I would say as my best answer to your question is, let's say the top three. The top three that should be the most important to you are the top three that you're underperforming in. Or, you know, what taking a look at all of these quality measures, where are you falling a little bit short in comparison to your peers, either the state average, national average, and really focus on those because that's a direct reflection of the care that you're giving in your facility. If I'm talking about value-based purchase, right now I'm talking about rehospitalization. Now, over the next, you know, four or so years, there are eight other measures that'll be act that certainly could impact that, but 
when I'm talking about the quality reporting program, I'm really talking about completion of the MDS and not having dashes, but the MDS criteria are all clinical criteria. And then when I'm talking about the five-star, it's that survey and health inspection. We did a podcast on that. Super important, right? That five-star and your staffing. Your staffing is so important. Staff retention, hiring the right people to serve your, that again, go back to really your outcomes. So how does a stiff determine if it's really achieving a reasonable outcome? When do we know we're hitting stride and we're doing well? We have concerns. Yeah. So I would say really look at your patient. You know, we go into, you know, a partnership, let's say with one of our clients and they're like, there's just no way that we're struggling this bad in this particular quality measure. I'm like, all right, tell me about that. Why do you think this does not look accurate. They start to go into telling me about their patients and, you know, all of these details and stuff. I'm like, look at your patients. Look at the individual outcomes. If it doesn't make sense, we need to find out why, right? Is it a documentation issue? Is it a process issue? It really takes an internal deep dive to make that determination whether or not you're, number one, assessing your patients accurately, number two, setting reasonable goals, and then of course, getting the proof in the documentation to accurately reflect that you achieve those outcomes. That's great because I think anytime you're dealing with outcomes themselves, you really have to be aware of how you're being perceived. You really have to be aware of what's going on. One of the CEOs I used to enjoy working with the most, when he would go into a facility and he did frequent on-site tours, and he would look at the residents. I love it. He'd look for clutter. He'd look for dark rooms. He would even have the nurses on the floor open up their med carts and say, let's go through your medications and look for expired medications. That is fantastic. I mean, it's that detailed. But you know what? The outcome was people understood that he was serious about the level of care. He was serious about what was going on in the facility. And when he would talk to the residents themselves, it wasn't an interview. He'd chat with them to see how they were doing, how they felt. And you know what? It seemed to be one of the best indicators how we were going to do in survey, too, is how happy the residents were in that facility. Because, you know, the surveyors are going to sit down with those residents and ask them what's going on, what works. And they're going to ask them what's wrong with the facility in, in some manner. So I love the fact you would do that because I thought even though this seems kind of superficial, this really speaks towards the care and the satisfaction. And the first outcome I think I would be most concerned about is how happy are they with the care that I'm providing to them? Because that's the most important thing, right? I mean, to me, it is. We talk about these things all the time. But like I, just as a human, like to be told that I'm doing a good job. So why would you not want to go solicit for that feedback, right? If I'm not doing a good job, how can I do better? I love that. I agree. So I honestly, if so if you go and you say your number one outcome, maybe should be your resident satisfaction. That's the most important thing. And they're resident and their families. Maybe number two would be your employee satisfaction because they're the people providing care and they're the ones that are kind of make or break. They're going to help you achieve those other metrics or they're not. Yeah, absolutely. I think especially so. just one thing on that really quick. We recorded a podcast recently on the five star. If you're not paying attention to your employee satisfaction, and I'm not saying that nursing is any more important than anybody else in the facility, but when it comes to five star being measured on that nursing turnover, right? If you're not paying attention to that employee satisfaction, now is the time because that turnover is being measured and it's going to soon impact other programs. So absolutely be paying not only attention to resident satisfaction, but also those folks that are caring for those residents. That's just as important. Absolutely. So you've got that. Yeah. 
continue that the staff is hard to get it's harder to keep you know so i think you're right that's super important so i would go from that resident satisfaction to my employee satisfaction and then i'd start looking at these other measures the quality measures the five star those other programs that are pay for performance and then that discharge function score and we've mentioned it several times we'll mention it several more but that discharge function score what makes the discharge function score different than those other quality reporting program value-based program reporting measures that we've had in the past? We've had measures in the past that are function related that compare, you know, a prior assessment to a current assessment. And this is the first time we've had like an expectation for a discharge outcome. And CMS is going to basically compare, all right, fine, this is how you said this patient came in. This is how they left. Here's how we thought they were going to leave you function-wise. Did you meet that or not? That's pretty heavy. Yeah, here's the bar. Yeah, here mm -hmm. it is. You either measured up to it or you, you didn't. You met it or you didn't. Yep. And that's pretty intimidating. But the good thing about that, as far as an outcome, is you can do a lot of specific training in those areas with your staff, couldn't you? And say, hey, we're going to be measured on these things. Not that other things aren't important, but these are the most important measures as far as our outcome. Can you do that? Absolutely. And I think this is one of those measures that for years were like, measure us on this, right? We know that our patients come in, they leave us and they are better and they return to the community and they are thriving, you know, measure us on this. So now we've got it. Now it's time to prove it. And I think that's going to be the tough part is getting source documentation in your medical record to prove it. Absolutely. And, you know, the thousands and thousands of therapy documentation and evaluations that I've read, you know, almost every single plan of care for PT and OT has something to do with bed mobility, transfers, and walking. And then there's some ADLs, right? But they basically rotate around some type of mobility, walking or wheelchair mobility. And that's what that new measure really embraces. So the things that we say we've done for, you know, the last 20, 30 years, they're saying, okay, we'll measure those. Fair, right? Fair. But there's also a lot more than that too. There's a lot more that our patients need to be able to, it kind of goes back to that satisfaction. Yeah. You need to be focused on really that entire patient, but also like you said, I mean, it's prime time, right? For, for nursing facilities, it's prime time for proving that we all have what it takes to get our patients in a state where they just really need therapy, right? They need therapy. They need to be rehabbed and they want to go home. So now's prime time to prove that you have what it takes to get that done. Yeah. Get them home, keep them home. And I think those are some of the most valuable things is get them to that level of expected level of function that Medicare is now going to tell you about. Get them home, keep them home, keep them out of the hospital. Those are really some of the keys, aren't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're going to give your best advice for achieving a successful outcome, if you were a stiff operator, what would that that look like? Understand what it is that you're measuring. What are we looking at? Provide really solid care and have a really solid process for proving that you provided that care. That documentation, you could do all the things and, you know, basically work miracles. But if there's no documentation to prove it, it's going to be really tough to have that translate through the MDS and through to CMS. So that documentation process and the proving it is super important. Oh, you brought up documentation. That's dirty thing to do at the end of a podcast <laughs> so maybe dirty. that'll be the next podcast let's talk about documentation <laughs> that could be that could be well thank you so much for joining me today i really appreciate it it's always fun Okay, well, to our listeners, thank you for spending time with us. We hope you enjoy this podcast and you keep on listening. We'll keep on talking. 